You're listening to Rama for Today Radio. But then my second experience along this line, as I said, Brother Rogers was pastor. That was 1933, 34. I was healed. 35, somebody came to our town, held a revival, called it full gospel. It didn't mean anything to me, but never heard the word. But uh, my grandmother went and said, son, you ought to go hear that fellow, Brother Albert Ott. I said, why? She said, well, he preaches like you believe, or else you believe like he preaches. So I went to hear him. They got 465 people saved, built a church out of it, called it Full Gospel Tabernacle. Brother Connor was pastor there from May or June of 35 to 36, and then Brother Rogers came. And then in the summer, Brother Rogers went out there in the country to hold this revival and got me to preach on Wednesday night and Sunday night for him because he was there at his church in town. Then revival's over, they wanted me to come, you know, and pastor the church. So I started preaching out there in the country. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the glory of God. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. August the 16th, of 1933 at 1.30 in the afternoon. This was a Thursday. And it can get quite hot down in Texas just like it can in Tulsa. And on that particular day, the temperature got to 106 degrees. That's in the shade. And we didn't have air conditioning in those days. Windows are all open. The doors are all open. Trying to get a little breeze if you can, if there's any. But yet my body is so cold that they gathered up, barred uh, uh, hot water bottles from the neighbors, put them around my body trying to warm me up the temperature over 100 degrees. Heated bricks wrapped them up in newspaper and blankets and put them around me. I knew all the morning I was dying. At 1.30 in the afternoon, as my little brother, who was nine years of age at that time, my youngest brother, stood there by my bedside when death came upon me and fastened its final throes upon my, upon my body. I said to him, run and get mama quick. I want to tell her goodbye, I'm dying. He ran out of the room like a shot. And that whole room suddenly was filled with a cloud, brighter than the sun shining on snow. Did you ever see the sun, you know, shining on snow? It glistens, so bright. The whole room was filled with that glory. And I left my body. And I ascended. You see, if you're a Christian, when you leave here, you go up. If you're a sinner, when you leave here, you go down. The spirit of man is eternal. Amen. And there is a spirit world. And so I began to ascend in that cloud of glory. And I got up about where the top of the house should be, not the ceiling of the room, though this was an old house like they used to build, you know, down in Texas. Ceiling was nine feet tall. But this is a, a story and a half, almost a two-story building. And I was up about where the roof should be in that glory. And I heard a voice in the English language. I believe it was Jesus didn't see him, 
But I heard the voice, a man's voice, spoke in the English language and said, go back, go back, go back to the earth. You can't come yet. Your work on earth's not done. And I descended, came back down into the room. When I got back down into the room, the glory, the cloud had lifted. I saw my body for just a brief second lying there on the bed. I saw my mother standing there holding my hand in hers. And I seemed to leap inside my body like a man would put his foot inside of his boot in the morning time. When I got back inside my body, then I could contact Mama, and so I said, Mama, I'm not going to die now. She thought I meant I'm not going to die now this moment. I meant I'm not going to die now. I'm going to live and do the work of God. That was so sacred to me, I never shared it with anyone. August the 16th, 1.30 in the afternoon, 19 and 33. I never shared it with anyone. I never talked about it. It's too sacred to talk about. And, and so many years afterwards, actually over in the 50s, 20 years, over 20 years, 25 years afterwards, the Lord said to me, began to share that. And particularly in teaching on what it means to believe with the heart, which is your spirit, and establishing the fact that the spirit is eternal and never dies, I related that experience. And in teaching on the radio, I related that experience. And in the process of time, we were visiting again in our hometown of McKinney, Texas, and my mother was still alive then, nearing 80 years of age. And she said, son, I, I, I never knew that. I heard you on the radio teaching, and I heard you relate that experience. I, I didn't know about that. Well, I said, Mama, I never told it. It was too sacred for many, many years, a quarter of a century. And the Lord said, tell it. There's some other things. I don't know whether God will ever let me in this life tell it or not. But there's one or two more outstanding experiences in the spirit world that I have not been able to share. And it may not be that I ever will in this life. We make a great mistake of going advertising things and spilling off about things sometime when we ought to keep our mouth shut. Are you listening to me? And then there are times we must be sensitive in our spirit to know and to understand. Nonetheless, my mother said, the way you tell that, uh, you were gone maybe a few seconds. I said, well, that's what it seemed to me was just a few seconds. Well, she said, let me tell you from my standpoint and mama, my granny, we called her granny, my mother, granny, and my standpoint. Uh, Pat came running back to the kitchen saying, mama, mama, granny, granny, Ken's dying. And she said, I was nearer to the door, so I rushed up the hallway from the kitchen. There's a hall we came up and then into the dining room and then into my bedroom. And she said, when I got to the door, I couldn't enter in. I could not enter into the room. And I sensed the presence of God, and I backed back by the dining room table and bowed my head and prayed. Mama, my granny as we called her, come running after me, she said. And she didn't look. Now the door, open, the door shutter is open, you see, just an open door. 
but said she didn't look. She just ran up against that open door and bounced off of it like you would bounce off of a rubber ball, could not enter in. You'll notice it speaks here about them that could not enter in when the glory filled the house of God. And Mama said, uh, uh, she backed up about, Granny backed up about halfway of the dining room, made another run at the open door <laughs> and bounced off of it like you'd bounce off of a giant rubber ball. And then she backed up all the way across the dining room against the wall on the other side and made the third run at it and bounced off. She couldn't get in the room. And then she was just about overcome. They didn't understand it. About overcome and about to fall. You notice here they fell. And so she clung to the door facing. And Mama said, she said, Why, Lily, the room's filled with a cloud. I can't see, Ken. I can't see the bed. I can't see the furniture. It's filled with something like a thick fog that's white and glistening. I can't see into the room. I cannot see a piece of furniture. And Mama said it was 10 minutes before we could get into the room. We could not enter the room until all of it lifted. And she said it was 10 minutes. I thought it was a few seconds. Of course, there's no such thing as time over in the spirit realm. But she said it was 10 minutes before it lifted. And when it lifted, Mama said, my mother said, I, I continued to stand there by the table, dining room table, and, and hold on to it and pray. And Granny, her mother, stood by the door and held on the door facing. And she said, it's beginning to lift. I can see the chair. I, I can see the chest of drawers. I, I can see the bed. I, I can see his, him lying there, his body lying there on the bed. But I could not enter into the room until it was all gone. And then she said Granny couldn't because she was so overcome, so weak. She just held on the door facing and said, well, Lily, it's all gone. You can enter in now. And so she said, I rushed up to the bed and picked up your hand and held it. And about that time, you said, Mama, I'm not going to die now. Well, that was so sacred to me, but yet that was a manifestation of the glory of God. Hallelujah. And every believer, when you leave this world, that's where you're going. Amen. Into that glory. But then my second experience along this line, as I said, Brother Rogers was pastor. That was 1933, 34. I was healed. 35, somebody came to our town, held a revival, called it full gospel. It didn't mean anything to me, but I never heard the word. But uh, my grandmother went and said, son, you ought to go hear that fellow, Brother Albert Ott. I said, why? She said, well, he preaches like you believe, or else you believe like he preaches. So I went to hear him. They got 465 people saved, built a church out of it, called it Full Gospel Tabernacle. Brother Connor was pastor there from May or June of 35 to 36, and then Brother Rogers came. And then in the summer, Brother Rogers went out there in the country to hold this revival and got me to preach on Wednesday night and Sunday night for him because he was there at his church in town then revival's over, they wanted me to come, you know, and pastor the church. So I started preaching out there in the country. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including the message you're going to hear today. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. 
This month's package is Lynette's Bargain Bag. In this bag, you have a CD from Kenneth E. Hagen, The Glory of God. Also, Ken Hagen's book, Man's Impossibility, God's Possibility. Also in the bag are four mini-books. Commanding Power, Is Your Miracle Passing You By? The Prison Door is Open, What Are You Doing Inside? And Unforgiveness. All of these items come in a cloth bag with a faith shield on it. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. I want to thank all the Word Partners that were with us, that have been with us, many of you for many, many years. And because of you, we are able to continue this broadcast worldwide. I mean, we were just somewhere recently here Mm -hmm. in the States and we had, I had had six people come up to me and say, we watch the television program and it's so, and one of them were giving me a testimony about how God used the television program to help change their life. And you Word Partners, you have a you have a part in this. Yes. And somebody said, Well, how do you become a word partner? Well, you go to Rama.org and slash WPC or just go to Rama.org and you can find the information there. That's right. And you say, Well, what does a word partner do? Well, a word partner is somebody that once a month they send us an offering. Yes. And because of that offering, when they all come in here together, we are able to continue. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on the glory of God. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.